heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Well, it is Malcolm at eight. Welcome into the voice of a nation, my fellow Americans and all of our friends around the world. And so it was an interesting evening. It was an interesting evening for sure. You had uh, two worlds going on. You had the GOP debate on uh, Fox News and you had Donald Trump and Tucker Carlson in a whole nother world and environment. And there's a lot to say about all of that. And we'll do it today, uh, friends, on the broadcast. So it's going to be a little different today, a little interesting, uh, quite interesting. We're going to have a panel discussion with some very, very interesting voices. Uh, and we're just going to let it rip as we kind of flush this thing out a little bit and give a good perspective of where we think we're at in the country. So I, I watched both, by the way, in, in full disclosure. Anytime there's a political debate on and a thing, you know me, I've got the popcorn machine out and a bottle of wine, you know? I mean, come on. That is a debate night in America is, uh, that's, that's, that's just a, <laughs> that's a beautiful thing. I love it. You know, I found myself initially in watching the debate itself and then Trump over here, and I, and I found myself really being elevated to be keep it real with you a moment i was really happy about all of it i guess my initial reaction was it reminded me of the fact that we are we we have another possible that shiny city on a hill moment that possible morning again in america possible possible i say possible that oh all right yeah that's right too we're not we don't succumb to this we we have another election coming that's right this is america again yeah i almost forgot I mean, it's been coming out of so much. And and I found myself lost a little bit in that, like, you know, like feeling like, well, this is good. This is good. We're now talking about some things and we're now going to change the page again and get rid of some of the Marxists. So that was my initial gut, you know, my gut feeling. Haven't watched a lot of these in my life. And I just thought, oh, thank God, there's a change coming. Another potential morning in America. And then I realized, of course, that the problems are pretty extreme. It's not just another morning in America, for sure. This wasn't just another debate or another political exercise. And I started looking at a lot of the candidates and thinking, and I want to be open-minded. Believe me, I do. You have to understand something here. Nothing is more important. than There is no single person that is more important than this nation. That is exactly correct. Doesn't matter who it is, people. Doesn't matter. And uh, on the broadcast today will be Dr. Stephen LaTulip is here. You you hear his voice often. He's part of our producer circle here on the program and on the network. And, uh, Ilana Friedman is here. And uh, I- Ilana, you've been hearing her a bit on the shows as well. She's an intelligence analyst, really, uh, by trait, and, and just a great analyst of all these things that are political and, uh, and geopolitical world affairs. 
You have Arnetta Nocken here, who is a producer of Voice of a Nation, has been with us for some years, and uh, and she uh, is involved in all these processes and will provide some uh, a different perspective, I'm certain. I'm just thrilled to have here today as well, uh, just a terrific, uh, I, I kind of consider George McClellan a statesman. He's just got that background, that rich background of uh, military and law enforcement, but also uh, just a political student of the game. He's a great writer. He's just been a marvelous writer for the networks. He's been with me for many years. And uh, so got McClellan here as well. And that's how we'll do it as we bring forward and have this discussion. Uh, Steve, I want to go to you first. Dr. Steve Latulip. Okay. Let's say Trump isn't in the race here. He can't be part of this. Uh, whatever. It's just not part of what we're going to talk about for the moment. Uh, maybe... Could be any reason why. But so looking at that cast of people up on the stage at the GOP debate, give me one or two names that you would be comfortable with potentially based on the fact of what you have there. First of all, I'd say I think we are in trouble because I I don't think anyone is capable of doing what really needs to be done, which is taking down what we have called historically the deep state, which we now know is a complete Marxist communist uh, regime. So uh, I think that, you know, several people made some good points. I think that Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, he was combative much of the time, but at least he stands for something. And he appears to be a Trumpite to some extent, meaning that he is interested in making America great. Um, he's got some things in his background I don't like, but um, then again, President Trump was once a Democrat, and there are a lot of good Democrats who have converted because the, the Democrat Party has changed a lot. So I think he's a, a good uh, option. Um, I don't, beyond that, I really don't see anyone that I think could really do the job, particularly when it comes to the more pressing issues in foreign affairs and the military and things like that. Okay, so you're not buying the Ron DeSantis then, no? Um, I don't, I think Ron DeSantis has done some great things as a governor. I don't think he is ready to pull the weight as a president. I just I've actually think- been hearing that from several people, Steve. They think he's not possibly ready for prime time, that he should have waited a, a cycle or two. And he would Absolutely. have been. Yeah, Absolutely. okay. All right. So, but beyond uh, Vivek uh, Ramswamy, that's uh, that's all you're kind of, at the moment, that's it, right? I mean, you don't say anything else. Yeah, yeah I really have to be honest. I don't think anyone is even uh, near a contender. Uh, let's go over to Ilana Friedman a moment here. And uh, Ilana, uh, so back up, I, if I asked you the same thing, well, I guess, what was your perspective? I assume you've seen this. What was your perspective of Vivek Ramaswamy, first of all? Did, w- would he be a potential candidate, Ilana? You know, I saw him for the first time um, last spring. Uh, he came to a local Republican uh, a, a local Republican meeting, open meeting. It was It was for him to speak. And I was tremendously impressed with him. I thought he he understood much more than I expected him to, not just about local issues, but about international issues. I have, particularly about China, by the way, he recognizes the dangers that China poses to the United States, but he does not seem to have a good grasp on the Middle East. He doesn't, and and he ca- that came out in the 
in the debate last night because he went up against it with Haley. Um, and and she has been our ambassador to the United Nations, and she was amazing. He needs to have a good conversation with, with her because yeah. she understands it and he does not. Well, they were at each other's throats. I doubt that's going to happen too well, I'll tell you. Uh, so we, oh. real fast, which two would you take? If you if I just said to you, Ray, Trump's not in that, so th- those people there, which one or two are you putting forward, please? Who are they? I put DeSantis and Haley. Des- okay, DeSantis and Haley, N- Nikki Haley and Rhonda. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. We'll come back to more of that right now. I want to go to George McClellan, please. You have a great uh, op-ed, too, on the on the uh, network I want folks to read later on. The Fox debate, uh, another view. And he does give a pretty good interest in view on there. Uh, George, it, it, to the point of, again, Trump not being in the running on the it with those eight, which one or two would you elevate as a potential uh, candidate, please? Uh, I think uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, he, he has success behind him as the governor. Right. And I think uh, Vivek has success behind him, like Trump, as a moneymaker. If you listen to Vivek, when he talks about foreign policy, hidden in the background, lurking, so to speak, is money. He wants to defund, after a certain date, Taiwan, for example, and he talked about not spending money in Israel. Those are poor Those are poor excuses. He's going to have to really explain those to make people understand what he means. I get his point. He makes a lot of money with his own enterprise. But uh, he talks a great game, and he's willing to learn, and that's that's the thing about that. So, so you would say potential Ramswamy and DeSantis, you're saying? Yeah, no, just the reverse. DeSantis and, and uh, Ramaswamy. Uh, Ramaswamy. I, I think in that order. I, I like DeSantis best. And, and, and George, if you had the option uh, just straight out, Trump or DeSantis, who is it? Oh, uh, Trump. Arnett, first of all, did you watch both the GOP debate and the Trump interview or just one or the other? I watched the Trump interview. I refuse to play along and pretend that everything is normal, that we will even have a legal election or even have an election at all. So I watched the Trump interview. So you dismissed. Now, this is interesting. I did not know that. So you dismissed the GOP debate entirely as just a waste of your time based on the current set of circumstances. And that was that. huh? Absolutely. Wow. Yep. Well, let's say Trump is not in the running. Let's say he can't do it for for a whole host of reasons we'll get into. But just pull him out of it a minute. So with those eight, if you had to make a choice, is there a choice there or does it matter? It doesn't matter, Malcolm. It doesn't matter at all. And even if Trump is running or not running, Mm -hmm. the only person that can save this country is Trump. And I'm not a big I didn't vote for Trump. I voted against Hillary Clinton. But the man has the following, the passion, the love. And with that passion and love of his followers, they will either have to take to the streets to have anyone that's not a progressive running this country. So you don't think we're going to have an election in in 20? You think something's going to derail this? I think an emergency will be declared. I've said it many times already on on other uh, broadcasts. 
that I feel there will be an emergency, a state of emergency in the country declared and martial law declared and to lock down people. And then it will become probably 1776 again, if this country has the backbone to stand and actually stand and support someone that could save the country. So you think we're in dire straits is what you're telling me there. And, And I also find fascinating, I did not know this about you, that you voted against Hillary Clinton, not for Donald Trump in those initial in that initial election. Uh, That's correct. In 2016 election. Yeah. Fascinating. Correct. Uh, did you now, vote for him in 2020? Yes, I did, because okay. he surprised me. And I've known Trump for years, personally right. known him for years. Right. OK. And um, his fiscal uh, platform yeah. was absolutely spot on. Well, it was impressive. Everything about everything right. that he accomplished. Yeah. Uh, Steve, with the comments that are not as shares with us there, I want to ask you, first of all, there are comments that there might not even be an election. The comments that uh, there could be a martial law even declared. I mean, these are big, bold statements. I don't know what percentage of the country would even think that that's accurate or not. What do you, What is your sense of that in this 2024 election? Well, I definitely share a concern about having an honest, open, free election, or even as Arnetta says, uh, are we going to have an election at all? Now, what really interested me, and I did not catch the earliest parts of the debate last night because I was listening to the Trump interview, um, but what really stood out in my mind is that there was really not any significant words spoken about election integrity. And I said, why is that? How come nobody's even bringing up that issue? Because otherwise this whole. Well, can I answer that for you a moment, Steve? That's because that would be a stain on Fox news. Well, certainly, but I, but I think (laughs) there's another couple of reasons. One of them is the 2020 steal. And another is the J six debacle. I mean, look at what happened. They are trying to hide that. And virtually all of these people, except for Ramaswamy uh, were anti-Trump and they made that pretty clear and they were assigning guilt to him pertaining to January 6th. And so it it explains why they're probably not going to take up the election integrity issue. Because it'll all go back to that, the, Let the me, primary uh, issue of the steel. And I want to follow up on something. Uh, when you say they're all anti-Trump, except for Ramaswamy here, do you really think uh, DeSantis is anti-Trump? I'm not. I did not see him as that. No, I think he's a competitor right now in a race for presidency. That's no. normal. But I don't think he's anti-Trump. Or, or do you see something I, uh, that? No, I don't mean I agree. I don't mean it in that sense. I'm just pertaining to uh, the uh, the election steal and what was Trump's involvement in January 6th and and the so-called insurrectionists. Uh, It's like, you know, most of the people are saying that they are guilty. Those those January 6th victims who are now hostages in in the uh, government gulags, they are guilty, really, of just voicing their opinion and uh, applying their First Amendment rights. And that obviously okay. was stolen from them in a but big way. Is that a real deep sense you have something's going to happen? Or Yes. Right? Well, look look at what we are not hearing. I mean, uh, the, the Democrats have a, a demented puppet who, who can't even walk. He can't talk. He can't even put one sentence together anymore. And the Democrats are not in the least bit worried about this whatsoever. I mean, they they know that they've got this 
the election steal planned. They did, they did it in 2020, in 2022. They almost did it in 2016. And they are confident they can do it again. So, yes, I feel very strongly they are going to do whatever it takes to annihilate any semblance of a real election. Yeah, and probably because, as history has shown, Steve, is that um, the Marxist mentality they never let go of the power once they have it, you know. Uh, if, right. if this thing has been nailed down as much as people think it's been nailed down from a far Marxist left, then that would not be too far of a leap. Uh, yeah, I guess if that's the case. Let me let me ask uh, uh, George uh, something because I've never asked you this before, George, about this point. Uh, you know, it's a statesman yourself. I mean, do you see this? as a possibility in regards to uh, George 2024? Could this happen? Uh, what is being spoke about here? It certainly could. And there's enough, uh, there's enough people out here who no longer trust federal law enforcement or the federal government that uh, they are arming themselves. Even women are arming themselves just in the off chance that they might have to defend their home, not from burglars and hoods, and we see enough of that now, but from the government. I mean, they're talking about breaking into your house and stealing excess food, that you, your food storage, so they can distribute it to people who haven't thought as far ahead as we have. That would be an, uh, that would be an event that would cause me to open fire on somebody. Wow. And I'm, wow. I'm a retired federal agent, and I see things here that, that just make my skin crawl in federal law enforcement. I am not happy about it at all. Uh, Ilana, um, so now we've, we've got this laid out now that uh, there's a deep concern for the uh, 2024 election. Do you see that as a possibility? I see it as a very serious possibility. I, it seems to me, I, I think that this latest uh, indictment of Trump and 18 of his colleagues is a very good example of how far the hubris of the Democrats has grown to the extent that they are totally unconcerned about the 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 fact that they're they're breaking laws, they're rewriting laws, they're doing all kinds of things that have absolutely no bearing on what is correct under the law what is moral under the law i mean we we are seeing things this this woman willis is way off the rails and she is is now she she's now making her own rules she's a little you know county county what is she a county district attorney who is who is taking on the whole federal establishment it's insane but the fact that she's doing it shows how much a brazenness the Democrats have have put on themselves that they can really get away with anything. Yeah. And to your point, uh, I think listeners should realize as well that uh, this um, Willis, the funny, the DA, funny Willis, I, I call her Fanny because she's nothing but an ass. But uh, this uh, Fanny, funny Willis, whatever, um, the DA, um, you know, uh, from what I'm seeing, uh, she's they're pretty aggressive. They're going for the kill and they are trying to get a speedy trial. A lot of people didn't think they could move it ahead of the of the federal case with Jack Smith. But uh, they are really pulling out all the stops right now to do that. And uh, they're trying to get it to quickly to, you know, 
get this thing handled. Uh, but I also see on the other hand of that, uh, Congressman Jim Jordan has uh, just opened up, by the way, uh, co- congressional hearings. He wants to uh, he's questioning now this whole thing about uh, Willis that you talk about there, Lana. He's um, questioning this and he's doing he wants a congressional hearings on it immediately. Uh, he's actually he's, investigating her, investigating I, her totally. Yeah. And yeah. Because what she has done now yeah. is to say she wants to have yeah. uh, the the trial in mid-October, just yeah. before the elections. This is blatant election interference. Yeah. And I I think we need to be very, very mindful of the fact that all this is coming down without any kind of brakes on it. Yeah. There's no in there are no inhibitions on the parts of the uh, the Democrats who really are her coming in, as you say, for the kill. There's always a lot of questions with everybody about uh, election fraud, the, the improprieties of an election gone wrong. We've seen enough of that now uh, that's happened. And there's a lot of questions about that. People don't have uh, any security uh, coming into this election. I know a lot of you out there feel the same way. Um, and that was because of all the games played in the last multiple elections, frankly. But the real the real hit on this was the 2020 election. Uh, and it was because all the rules were changed uh, using COVID as the scapegoat. There's no doubt about that. Uh, using all of the uh, the ballot fraud and the ballot harvesting and all the things, all the changes at the state level uh, and the way they changed the rules and the laws. All of that has given a real deep hit in the stomach and an uncomfortableness to many Americans who don't see fair elections happening, really. And I always try to be careful on how we talk about it, because once you just say stolen elections or election fraud, they m- immediately pigeonhole you as, you know, whatever, the 2020 thing, you know, that whole thing. Uh, but I think it's more than that. I think it's more. I think this has been building for a long time o- over many elections. And it comes a lot to do with the takeover of our country and people that are evil and don't have the best intentions. And uh, they're going for the kill. And uh, we're, we're seeing more and more of that now. Uh, so. I think that's a reference point to uh, to to bring to you all. Um, now, as we continue on with this discussion here, um, and we we open this up a little more with some of the issues. Uh, there were some interesting things with this uh, Ramaswamy fellow and uh, this um, uh, and and to Sands as well and Nikki Haley. Uh, when you look at all of this, um, it's a tall order. Is as grave as things are. And if they are this grave, and we can all agree on that point, I have a hard time believing or understanding that we could give the keys to the car to a 38-year-old with with a past, as was mentioned here already, who would be in a position to take over this country. I, I have a very hard time seeing that one. I can't connect those two thoughts, frankly. Ron DeSantis has been an outstanding governor, no doubt about it, in the state of Florida. Uh, but, uh, you know, interestingly enough, both my wife and I said we 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 had hoped he would have stayed in a cycle or two out of the election. Now, maybe he just felt the calling was now. Maybe he thought it was a do or die moment, as many on this call think today. I'm just I'm just putting that out there for you. So I'm not it's not I'm not critical of him, essentially. The problem Ron DeSantis has more than any to me. And I've interviewed Ron DeSantis and, and uh, I, I like him. There's no question. But. He doesn't come across as a warm and fuzzy. He doesn't make that connection to people that is so necessary necessary as a leader. And there's it just doesn't connect in that way. Uh, his skill sets do, and his, his uh, he's not afraid to go against people. 
but um, so there's still a learning process there for him probably is what the problem there is, I think. And I think many would agree with that statement there, you know. Uh, Mike Pence is, um, I mean, you know, it's, I didn't really care for Mike Pence when he was a vice president. Uh, I thought he was uh, a non-event for a lot of reasons. And I, I, I don't believe he's capable now of taking this country forward. He would be part of whatever the establishment would tell him to do. They told him to shut up and sit down. He would do exactly that. So he makes me nervous as well. Um, and uh, for those reasons, Nikki Haley, I used to like as an ambassador. I thought she was a pretty, pretty sharp woman. And we need strong conservative women in this party. Let me be real clear with you. These are my opinions. Now I'm giving you before we reconnect with the group here. But uh I really believe when he's strong conservative women and strong uh, ethnicities, and this is a Republican Party, it needs to be the tent they always talked about, but they never had. And it really does need to be that, because if you are sharing real American values and constitutional values and Judeo-Christian values and all of that, you're speaking about American patriotism. You're speaking about people, and that's a lot of people. <laughs> that's women, men, all types of ethnic that. Black Americans want all of that. Uh, um, Hispanic Americans want that. It, uh, people want that. OK, so that's where the tent has to change. OK, and but you've got this old clash of GOP and rhinos that, uh, you know, somebody needs to, you know, uh, get them out of there as well. That's become a real problem. But Nikki Haley, I I, uh, I have a hard time. She's a bit of a I'm finding her an interventionalist around the world. And I think her ambassador stuff has gone to her head. I get a feeling she'd have us in conflicts. And, uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not saying to avoid everything, but I, I don't want to be swimming in everybody's dirty pool either and pushing American democracy around the world as uh, our, uh, as others have done. I think it's a classic mistake. So anyways, I'm, I'm, I can't see that happening either. Chris Christie, uh, he is about the biggest ass I've seen come along in a long time, both literally and figuratively. Uh, this man is just a uh, I, I see nothing strong, warm or fuzzy about him. Uh, and his corruptness and him as a New Jersey governor, the things he did there weren't all that pleasant either, frankly. Um, you know, it's OK to be rough and tough and tell people to, you know, sit down on the bus. But you damn well better have something to back that up. And I don't think he, he's great with a loud mouth, but the follow through is questionable as well. Tim Scott is somebody I like a lot, by the way. Uh, we need a great black conservative leader, like a hundred million percent. And he has great conservative values as well. He's a little soft-spoken on the edges. And, uh, you know, he, we'd probably have to send him to school and learn how to be tough or something. And maybe he is tough. Maybe that's just the way he presents his public persona. Understands the complete opposite of Trump. Uh, Trump will tell you what avenue to get off the highway. Uh, Tim Scott, probably not so much. Uh, this this particular moment in time probably doesn't call for the, um, the the soft touch of a Tim Scott, I'm thinking, potentially, you know. Uh, Asa Hutchinson and the the, the governor, uh, Doug Burgum, and uh, I mean, uh, you know, who? <laughs> I mean, I don't see anything there that uh, is exciting. When your first talking points are just anti-Trump because you don't like whatever, I, I'm just not impressed, okay? I'm just not impressed. Uh, now, so there's your lineup of the GOP and what we have there. <laughs> and now Donald Trump will talk about in the second half of this program. What can I say about Donald Trump? Yeah, I, I don't eat Trump Wheaties, you know that. I don't belong to the Trump cult, you know that as well. I love MAGA people, by the way, because I love people who believe in the Constitution, who believe in uh, uh, Christ, who believe in Christian values. 
Um, I love people that uh, that stand for the flag. I love people that can even shed a tear for our country. Yeah, so I love all of that, okay? Um, but, uh, you know, we are at a unique moment in our country. And right now, there's a full onslaught to take Trump out of this thing. So we're coming to an interesting moment in our nation, something we've been talking about for years. Uh, and we're coming to, to a moment. That's all I can tell you right now. So AmericaOutloud.news, uh, we've got all kinds of perspectives on this. We're going to do our very best to cover this, and you'll find this trending in the hours and uh, days ahead here as we cover this from a different perspective. I want to try to bring a more open mind to these conversations and not just be on one side or the other, just as this conversation is here today. You know, I'd even be happy to have some of the Democrats come on and have a conversation. I'd love that, actually. Uh, I don't think the Marxists will come on, but I don't really want them or need them. But I think everybody else is invited. Uh, okay. Uh, so again, we're going to stay on this at AmericaOutloud.news and uh, do our best to bring you. And we've got a whole swath of great writers, uh, columnists, um, our show host, our talk radio, all the shows go to podcast, all of that. And we'll continue to do that as well. Don't forget again, AmericaOutloud.shop is the newest place that we have the greatest products that will indeed make a difference in your life. Uh, they're all negotiated. Uh, they're all vetted. But always do your research yourself, please. You cannot take somebody on broadcast to think they got the, the holy grail for you. You're, you can't be lazy about your health. You've got to do your own research. And every one of those links, you get research and backdrop there, information to check it out and go do it. I mean, we can help give you some thoughts at 30,000 feet. And the doctors and the and the uh, naturopathic doctors, the medical doctors on our platform will do that. But we cannot uh, tell you what to do in your personal lives. You really have to do that with your own doctor. And, and uh, as a disclaimer, it's important to say that. Uh, on these broadcasts. So, okay. But there are some great products there. Uh, I'm telling you. And uh, the wellness company, uh, Spike Support with the natokinase and the dandelion root and all the ingredients in there is marvelous. It's having great, great success rate. Uh, and uh, you get 25% off those products using the code out loud. Um, and uh, so that that is a, a real winner there uh, to get. And they have one wellness as well. We get all the doctor visits and all that with it. Uh, and all this is a discounted rate using code out loud, uh, 25% off as well. Uh, fall season's coming now. A lot of people, the sickness has seen the COVID uprise, all of that. COVID's got a new throat spray, by the way. You get the COVID throat spray with the nasal hygiene, you get 25% off that as well. So that's a possibility for you. I love a healthy cell, of course. I take that every day. My wife and I do uh, very much. Love it. Uh, and um Global Healing is another marvelous, I love this company. I, we'll tell you more about it in the days and weeks ahead, but I love this company. They have a product called uh, Oxygen Intestinal Cleansing. It just cleans out your intestines. It's really important for us all to do this. This product is the number one seller of this company at Global Healing. You get 15% off, you can quote out loud there. This company is a class A company. Everything I see about them, I like a lot. Uh, you can get all this back at AmericaOutloud.shop and arm yourself for the very best ahead. But that oxygen and tester cleanser is great. I've taken it myself, and it will definitely do the job. Uh, I'd like to send a bottle that to like every politician of Washington, D.C., because we know they are full of it, and we know they could use a good cleaner at that point. Friends, we'll take a quick pause. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. 
contact our producer at liberty at americaoutloud.com liberty at americaoutloud.com for 25 years global healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science get 15 percent off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. global healing giving you the power to take control of your health naturally Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced. These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flu, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome back into the broadcast. Here it is, Malcolm Out Loud. You're listening to the voice of a nation. Malcolm at 8, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, is the broadcast here. And we have all kinds of people and personalities and what have you that will drop by. And, of course, don't forget our signature show on the weekends, Viewpoint this Sunday. Uh, Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And there's an encore at 6. Goes to podcast immediately that afternoon. This was a show we we launched oh, early on on the network of America Out Loud. Uh, so about a year into it, so about six years ago. And it was the idea to fight against, you know, the meet the press, face the nation, a Fox News Sunday, sort of in that flavor, except we use real news. Uh, that's when, of course, Trump was branding the fake news thing. And boy, he was accurate, wasn't he? 
We've been talking about that in recent days, all the bad information out there from the uh, media elites who never get it right because they're all agenda driven and ideology. Uh, you know, they have an ideology and uh, they're driven that way. Um, we have to look at all sides of the conversation here and understand what's happening. We join you back here in a panel discussion now on the GOP debate and uh, the Trump conversation with Tucker as well. Uh, we've got here on the call here today, George McClellan is here and, uh, uh, again, as I told you up front, he's a statesman, a political analyst of the game here uh, pretty well. Arnetta Nocken is here, a producer and a great voice here on the platform and network. Been here many years. Ilana Friedman, uh, Intel analyst, expert, uh, geopolitical fears, uh, great political student of the game. Um, Ilana's been here from, from moment one. And uh, Dr. Steve Latula, uh, somebody I've grown very much, very fond of, is just a marvelous uh, human being. And uh just, just just brilliant. These are brilliant people. I mean, brilliant writer, uh, articulate in his thoughts. Um, and they're all patriots. They're all, this is patriotism here. Uh, is pretty well everybody on our platform is. I mean, that's you're not going to find any Marxists in the group. I can tell you that for sure. Um, all right. So I gave some quick analysis there uh, just before the break, just just because I got two cents in. I want to hear you all first. And then I went through the whole parade there. Uh, so let me go right to it. I always get a declarative statement from Steve, uh, Dr. Steve Gutillip. So uh, you, what did I get right? What did I get wrong there in my quick analysis of the field, uh, Steve? Well, Malcolm, I think you did a pretty good job uh, summarizing it, uh, everybody. I agree with you completely on Christy. He, the guy is just a loser. He's a big mouth uh, <laughs> and um, he thinks that his big mouth makes him a big man, uh, but he already is a big man. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but the guy is a loser, in my opinion. I, I don't think he cares one iota about America. And that's a big test for me. Uh, do they care? I think that uh, several people made some good comments. Uh, Tim Scott, I agree, is a great conservative, a little soft spoken. Um, I think that he um, I think he was in with the group who thought that Trump was guilty of something pertaining to the election steal and this and that. I don't know what his views exactly are on that. But overall, I thought you did a good job. Nikki Haley. Um, I agree with you. I used to like Nikki Haley. I thought she was a, just a profound patriot. But I, I think she will get us into conflicts. I think that she's got some bad views um that tend toward the democrat side of you know let's keep the wars going and that is the last thing we need right now so everything else um yeah. i would just let it ride all right all right perfect now that's a great uh, summation there uh steve thank you um george i want to ask you next here uh you've seen enough conflict in your years in your life your military law enforcement guy uh george and uh you know I just think here, here's the whole thing. They talk about getting involved in these conflicts or whatever it might be. And, you know, the, the naivety or or uh, whether somebody uh, just thinks we need to shelter down here uh, and not pay attention to world affairs. I don't believe that at all. Um, not, I don't have a I'm not a libertarian viewpoint that it doesn't matter. It all matters. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, right now, we can't even get our own house in order right now, George. Here's my problem. We we, we don't have any of our, of our house in order in this country. Uh, you know, before you can worry about Taiwan, uh, Nikki Haley would have us in a war in Taiwan. She'd have us one in Ukraine. She'd have us one in the Middle East. And God knows where else, just because she thinks it's important. 
she would have us police in the world, basically. I think that's a bridge too far. And I think until we start to clamp down and get our own house in order, I think we're just we're fighting. I mean, that's what's going to happen first and foremost. You agree with that or you disagree with that, George? I have to say that uh, there's some nothing is black and white, according to all these people. Uh, Nikki Haley could get us into a war, but we've been in wars ever since the end of Vietnam, practically. No, Trump uh, didn't get us one. Hold on. No, Trump did not. They, you know, this is a bit. Well, me, this I'm is, trying to qualify. I'm trying yeah, to this qualify. is a good point, though. Hold on, George. That, you know, they said that uh, Trump was going to get us in wars, and he's the only president of recent modern times that didn't do it. Yes or no? Well, no, you're exactly right. He did not get us into a war, but we were in a war while he was still president. That yeah. Afghanistan thing. Yeah. And that I do not give him credit for starting it. Uh, he tried to he tried to end it, and and that didn't turn out well because uh, he was defeated. But we've been in wars a long time, and uh, the uh, I, there's a there's an evil hand behind all these wars anyway. Why are we fighting Russia proxy over the Ukraine? And who's who's allowing it? Why is Joe Biden, for example, spending billions of dollars to keep the Ukraine war going? He's bankrupting America, but Putin is bankrupting Russia. Why are these two great superpowers being bankrupt? Who benefits the new mm -hmm. world order? Are we going to be vassal states in the end, producing just to sell to the, uh, the world and and uh, having no opinion on what happens? Uh, Part of this immigration across our borders is exactly that. They're trying to change the population of America to, uh, to get more takers and, and less producers. Uh, war is a way of getting rid of populations. Uh, abortion is, of course, but that's on the rocks here because of the Supreme Court decision. I mean, mm -hmm. there, <clears throat> there's an underlying picture going on here that encompasses everything we see going on. Yeah. And yeah. they're making excuses for us to accept so they can continue making war. George, let me interject. This makes the case that this is not, and I know you agree with this, This, and everybody probably listening agrees with this, this is not business as usual in America right now. There's no doubt about that. If we're involved in conflicts all over the world, that's less attention. We're going to be focused on what we're doing. Frankly, I do not think Taiwan is worth fighting for, and um, I know people would aghast when I say that. Um, but I mean, no different than, uh, you know, we're in their shores, we're in their soup, they're in our soup over here in Cuba. And yet we don't like it, but yet we are over there in their soup and they don't like it. It's a tit for tat game. And I, you know, yeah, whether well, it's what they're making all our chips. Yeah, but they're making all of our computer parts. So they make, well, then you got to figure this out. But this is, you know, something that shouldn't happen anyways. Like all the antibiotics are made in China. All of the, all these things are made. And well, I mean, this is a dumb move to begin with. But that doesn't mean we should, you know, put our asses on the line and we, we kind of say one thing with our mouth and yet it, our back, you know, our actions don't back it up, George. Yeah, no. I don't, dis I don't disagree with anything you just said. Okay. That's in the news all the time. What yeah. I was trying to do was illuminate a larger picture 
what makes this all work and why we're not seeing that, why we do not. I agree with you. That. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think your point is well planted. I want to get over to Alana right now. I think you bring up a really big point about who is doing this. No, no, you, you made the point really well there. And I don't I don't think it's an arguable point, frankly. Uh, but there is you're right. All this conflict and something else. Yeah, I, I think, you know, there's this whole thing about it being an interventionalist or not, Alana, and world affairs. But right now, we can't even make our own bed at home. I mean, we're a mess. We're a mess. I mean, I, I frankly, the way all of our the pundits talk out there, like we're the big cat on campus to go fight China over Taiwan. I just don't see it, Alana. You you, you have a different th- view? I do. I, I have a different view because America has been for the last two centuries or 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 more i guess we could go back to the beginning 240 years for 50 years it's we are we have been a light unto the nations for a very long time and and we've done it by by having a a strength of purpose but also a strength of mission okay. a strength of of morality all right that, that um enabled us over the years to come okay. to the defense. Let of- me jump in. For time, yeah. I got I got to move the program now for time. So hold on a minute, Alana. Let me answer you back. Hey, we got to make our points quick now because the clock's ticking and, I, and we got okay. a lot to talk about. So let's, yeah. So let me get to the point of what you're saying. Ilana, I would not disagree with what you said. However, I, I would disagree in the current moment. That's if everything was normal and business as usual and America's light and who we are and what have you around the world. Marvelous. Terrific. But we can't even do what we need to do back here at home. So until that happens there, I think all bets are off, frankly. I, I don't see us defending it. We can't even defend who we are. I mean, if, well, we, I, if we put ourselves out there, there, there and there, uh, we're done. We're screwed. I'm not suggesting that, Malcolm. I'm not suggesting okay. that. But what I, am, what I am suggesting is that we shouldn't either abandon the people who are counting on us, whom we have made pledges to, and also about it, we are in a very unique situation in our own history, and we have got to put our house in order before we do anything else. That has got to take the first priority. I agree with you completely. All right. What we have done, what this administration has done, mm-hmm. has been to make us the laughing stock of world leaders, our enemies and our allies. We've lost the respect of our, everybody yeah. uh, who are no longer afraid of us. And that, and we, so we have to put our house in order. So, and- so let me, let me ask you this. So right. if China, and I don't think they're going to make the move on Taiwan right now, by the way, I, I, I don't see it happening, but let's say they did. Would you say we'd go ahead and defend them right now? Everything being with Biden in office and the house, would you say that's our responsibility with everything going on in the world? Would that be the way to do it? I don't, I don't think we uh, have the capability to do it. I, I, it is our, our military is, is in pieces. Our, our society is in pieces. It's, you know, we don't have the, the the moral collective. I agree. Yeah. We're not, we're not together. We have to get together. All right. So that, that brings us to the current moment. That brings us to the current moment. The current moment is that we've described here for listeners is that it's a die or do situation. Uh, Arnetta, you've already expressed that die or do situation to me uh, moments ago here uh, early on in the program as well. Um, And your feelings on it to the point that you just totally ignored the whole GOP debate, thinking nobody is at the level of being able to help this country right now. 
it's hard for us to put all the chips on Trump. I, I know you didn't do it. You've already said that you voted against Hillary when you voted for him initially. That's being honest. I appreciate that. Uh, I didn't. I would have never voted for Hillary, no matter who she was or whatever. That's for damn sure. But I didn't vote against it. I thought he could possibly do a good job, and I voted for him back then. And um, but he did prove his uh, ability, no doubt about it. Here, problem is he's become um, he's become enemy number one to the state, um, to 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 the to the establishment, to the globalist, to the world, uh, to the enemy. He's become enemy number one which makes him more viable. But we have the media against us. We can't get the right information out there. We're sort of in a dire, which is why you say you think they're going to do something else coming into the next election. You know, I mean, it's all kind of, unless we get through to the American people and we can save the next election, we're in trouble anyways, you're saying. That is that is correct. And it's not Trump that is their enemy number one. It's the Trump supporters. And they're the ones that are actually, they are trying to stop Trump is one man, but he represents a force that's mighty. And the only way this country is going to have a, a chance of not becoming a two-class uh, country, the elites and the worker bees, is for that mass that supports Trump and what he stands for and stood for has to rise up. The states that still have the ability to do so have to get the militia involved, get out get the voting process if by a miracle there is some sort of election get the voting process start over we really and truly have to go back to 1776 and unite what we can and stand and stand to save this country if there is a voting process would it be trump trump is the figurehead but i'll throw out somebody else if Trump and Robert Kennedy Jr. teamed up, that would be a winning ticket if there is a ticket. Wow. Very interesting. I've heard this. Uh, thank you for that analysis, uh, Arnetta. Very interesting. I've heard other reports about that. Steve, as a doctor yourself uh, in understanding that, what do you think about, uh, a, a t I've heard this before, this ticket of uh, Trump and Kennedy. What do you think about that? Well, I, I think it, it could it has the potential to be a great union. Uh, they have opposing views in certain things and they would have to come to terms with that. And I think the big issue that has been the elephant room pertains to all of the covid tyranny, the shots and so forth. And of course, I love Kennedy's take on that. I love his book. Uh, exposing Fauci for the fraud that he is. Uh, but Trump's got to come clean and come forward on some issues with that. And um, as I recall, he was silent on that issue. In fact, all of them were silent last night on the issue of, of all of the COVID tyranny. And of course, that was instrumental in subduing us and putting the, the thumb to us all as Americans. We lost our freedom uh, as a result of that. So I think it needs to be addressed. But I think that that team uh, would have potential. I don't know how it would happen, but I think that yeah. there's some merit uh, to what uh, Arnetta is saying. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Perfect. Right. In that op-ed I was telling you all about a bit earlier here, uh, the, and there's multiples of them up now as you get here to see this in the evening and, and, and in the morning hours. Uh, there's uh, multiple views. I encourage you to go read them. This one from George. 
the Fox debate, another view. And, and he sort of nailed a few great points in here. Uh, many, much of the distraction from the GOP debate was mentioned on abortion. Like he said, what the hell are you wasting your time for? Abortion is not even a federal issue at this moment. It's been passed around to the states' rights now, and the states uh, have got to do their thing or whatever it is. And he's saying that it, like it's a distraction on the national stage with Fox News. And rather than get into all the things that matter, he said it, it, it controlled the spotlight, but it shouldn't have. Uh, he said he brought up an interesting point on that. He said there was no de- there was no debate, not a word about the social and economic decline. What what Steve just said about uh, the whole COVID exercise and all of that, uh, Joe's economy destroying the legal immigration policy, the busted borders, the, the no sovereignty in our nation, uh, the Marxist culturalism, the cultural wars that are being played. I will add to that. Uh, the school curriculum, the indoctrination, uh, his executive order craziness that he's been doing, uh, the, all the dangers of foreign policy uh, that came up, the, the perverted transgenderism that's happening in our country. I mean, all these things, uh, like there was no conversation about any of it. I mean, things that Americans are talking about at the water cooler were not discussed out that debate clearly. It was more or less on uh, the abortion and Trump and the usual things. I don't think the news itself, including the Fox News, know really what to do. Let's let's call it what it is, friends. They're never going to admit what we've admitted on this broadcast today. This is not a conversation you would find on Fox News ever. You would not find it on any of those legacy or cable news programs. It's just not going to. Uh, they're all, they're avoiding the truth, but it's not part of their narrative. It's not that they don't believe it or do believe it or vice versa. Uh, they sort of have blinders on within this or they don't understand the gravity of the situation or they're not patriotic or they don't give a shit or it's any of the above. Check every box, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Uh, that's 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 what you know. No, you got to really understand, and I think what we talk about here today is the gravity of the situation that everybody is speaking about. Now, I you know, I'd like to frankly tell Arnetta and Steve uh, and 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 that they're out of their minds. You know that uh, and and Alana and George for this whole the election's not going to happen. I'd like to tell them they're out of their minds, uh, and you know that you know whatever you know. I mean because I. Can't see that really not happening. Uh, And I do believe there will be an election in 2024, but I I can't say to them they're out of their minds. In other words, there's so much doubt that has been laid down and so much fear that this is the way a lot of the country thinks right now is my point. I don't subscribe to the same thinking that there won't be an election. I think there will be one. I have to believe that America is going to rise at this point. I believe we, the people, is going to have to rise. Uh, They're going to have to take control. Of this, and I don't think this, it's not going to be as easy to keep doing this ha- uh, harvesting business and screwing the American people over. You're just not going to keep, I just, there's got to be an end game to this thing. I know, uh, listen, I think a lot of this has to be out in the light of day now. People are seeing it, people are going to report on it electronically and otherwise. Uh, I think that, you know, you're not going to be able to st- stop a tsunami, you're not going to be able to stop another Red Sea pardon moment. You're not going to be able to stop that. So yeah, my voice of encouragement today, as you hear my voice, is the power of the American people. We the people. That, for God's sakes, is the answer here. That is the only tsunami that is going to stop this thing. And if that takes the First Amendment, 
or a second amendment or any other damn amendment, then go to it. I'll support every amendment you need to make that happen to save our nation. That's as best as I can say it, people here. That's as best that there is no other way to say it. And whoever can get that job done, if I thought the, the, the Ramaswamy guy could do it, I'd give the Ramaswamy guy my vote. I don't think he's the dude to do it. You know, he's got a little bit of a spotlight on him right now for whatever, but I don't see it happening. Uh, but there's a whole lot of other players behind him that I also don't think it can. But I already laid that out to you. I, I don't see anybody else right now with the audacity, the nerve, the the um, the the, uh, the I, it's hard to even have the words, the the courage, the ability, the obnoxiousness, the uh, uh, the, <laughs> the the nine hundred pound elephant in the room. And this is a room that you don't want any jackasses in. You don't need Democrats and their donkey in this room. So no jackasses allowed. So if you look over a 900 pound elephant, who is that? It's got to be Donald Trump. I don't know who else it is. Yeah. So I don't know. Unless you have some other answers out there and you can tell me another 900 pound uh, elephant. Uh, I'm happy to support that 900 pound elephant since I don't do Wheaties. Any brand of them. Happy to, again, the nation comes first. But right now, we're dire straits right now. And, I'd, you know, I'd love to have the opportunity to talk to Trump and interview him. And, uh, you know, I, absolutely. People tell me all the time to go. The, I've never asked their camp for the interview yet. But I, I definitely, I support what he's about. That's what that matters. I, that's what I support. Okay. I support America. Talk about patriotism. Like Steve said, well, I don't think that he's right. That, that other cat isn't really patriotic. This one is. Chris Christie is a moron. There's nothing patriotic about him, you know, but there is about Donald Trump. And we all know that he's proven in that particular way. Now, he, he comes with his faults. We all come with our faults, my friends. That's just the human spirit, isn't it now? It's the way God made us. There is no perfection here within the human psyche. We do the best we can, but we have to fight this fight of good and evil as well. It's a fight of good and evil here. And evil is uh is, is controlling the narrative right now. So we have to be on high alert. Patriotism is the key to the day right now. I ask you to please pull down for more. Help us get these messages out there, please. And help us save this great nation. 247 years in. Three more years to the semi-quincentennial. America stands at a crossroads of time like we've never done before. I've seen it all my life, but I've never seen a moment like this. And you see that. You can feel the despair in the conversation today. So, you know, you can have all the debates you want to have with Fox News and the next one at Fox Business and whatever they're doing over there. But these people are, um, they're just part of that whole establishment and that talking points. I don't think they're the answer to anything. Thank you, uh, first of all, to our panel discussion here, uh, to Dr. Steve Latulip, to Arnetta Nock, and to Alana Friedman, George McClellan, uh, see their work on the network and the platform at AmericaOutloud.news and all the wonderful people we are blessed to be able to uh, to work with and to uh, get a, a better message out there. It's the rise of independent media is what it is. It's all back at AmericaOutloud.news. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. <laughs>